house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this piece a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's good? Episode 147. This is going to be our college basketball breakdown. It's going to be a pretty short episode in comparison to the others. Uh, we're going to go through the top 25 teams, give you our thoughts on each. We At the end of the episode, we are going to have one play apiece uh, for the Saturday slate of games. And then if you for the rest of our Saturday games, you can go to uh, the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page where you can find everything that we're giving out for Saturday, all of our plays of the day, um, the ladder challenge, which has been fucking throwing me for a loop. Um, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating throwing in the towel. I really, I really am. Yeah. I'm wondering if, um, I don't know. It's if like, there may be a better way to find an even money bet. I don't know. Prob- I think that, that's every time it doesn't hit, it's always on some bullshit. Yeah. So that's why, well, that's why it's so hard. But last night, four out of the five legs cash with relative ease. The last one, we have Josh Giddy. He needs four assists. He gets three assists in the first half. And then he proceeds to go the entire second half of the game and overtime. We got lucky and we go to overtime and he still can't get one assist. He had two passes on a fast break to, to Lou Dort, who got blocked, missed a layup. I, I like it's a you gotta be kidding me, dude. You gotta be kidding. It uh it's a popular challenge. It's very tough to complete for obvious reasons. But yeah, no, I mean you very well may be right. There could be a better alternative. Is there any way to alternate line under or they don't let you do that? I don't know. I don't I don't know if they will. Like I, if you I, could say this player's gonna score under Yeah, I haven't player I that, haven't seen it because those like other little those other little prop areas, it's just like 10 plus points, 15 plus points, 20 plus points. But yeah, I mean, it, that'd be interesting if there's a under 20, 20, less than 20 points. There yeah. could be, I don't know. I haven't, maybe I haven't looked deep enough into it. Um, but we're not, we're not finished with it. We're going to give it at least one more try. It's like, I, I, it's just brutal. It's tough. Um, there's a reason very few people can complete it. Um, but yeah, so if you're listening right now and you have not subscribed to the YouTube page, Big Easy Bets TV, we're nearly to 300 subs, which you know what that means once we get there, a $300 giveaway. Uh, so go ahead, do us a favor, head on over there, hit the subscribe button. And uh, like I said, you can find all of our Saturday plays over there as well. But we will be giving you one that we like a piece. We'll each be giving you one at the end of the episode. So uh, before we get to that, We'll recap a little bit. So um, I guess we'll recap the same. We got back from St. Louis this past weekend, and I, I gave I gave my uh, my opinion on one incident that we had that I guess we'll touch on. But overall, without taking my, my experience into account, how do you feel like the St. Louis trip was? Uh, like from your from your perspective. I don't know. So when we got there, I was kind of excited. Um, we got there and the sun was basically setting. It was dark when we got there. Yeah, we went to that Italian restaurant, which I thought that place was really good. Yeah, like that Alfredo was really good. Uh, I, I give I give Bam credit for um, picking that place. So, but yeah, then we go to the casino, and I guess you pl- you played a little bit back, I guess, but for the most part, everybody won. Yeah, I won thirty eight dollars. I don't understand what happened. I guess it got cold once we got up. Because um, I never even asked you. I mean, I wasn't really up that much. I was up 400 when I got off that table. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't up that much. I was up a little bit, but it was um machine shuffle, so I don't... Yeah. I'm not sticking around for for that. Yeah, we. Yeah, I was up 400, so I go to the roulette table, and I put a hundred down and I go, okay, I'm actually, I hit like a decent hit. I think I hit for 175 on like number seven. So, okay, I'm going, 
aggressive as fuck. If anybody who's ever played with me in roulette, they know I bet 23 every spin. It's never hit, ever. Oh. But I bet it every time, and I always bet. I bet, like, at least 10 bucks on it every time. So the day it does hit, it's going to be a good day. But it did not while we were there. But I still walked out with up nearly 300. So, yeah, no, I mean, the first night was not bad. But then the second night, uh, everything kind of fucking went to shit. So, um, which I'm not going to get all into the specifics about what really went to shit that night. Um, but <laughs> I know. So I remember Bam was talking to me and uh, he introduced me to his friend at the bar. And he said, uh, he said he listens to the, he said, oh, y'all, y'all do the podcast. <laughs> he said, y'all do the podcast, right? I said, yeah. He said, uh, oh, Bam always has it on. We, we see it often. That was the guy. <laughs> so, so um, we were gone at this point, but Nick felt threatened by this guy at the bar. And uh, I mean, apparently you pushed the fuck out of him, but you never yeah. got your chance to, to, uh, I guess to say my bad. So no, I fucking, um, it was, we were there for a while, so <laughs> I was confused on who was who. No, I mean, I guess we can also preface again. We went to brunch and we drank, well, you drank the most mimosas. We drank a shitload of mimosas. Um, then we went and toured Cardinal Stadium, which was dope. But then we went to the Bush Brewery and you, you, you get, you get like an eight ounce beer on the tour and then you get a, what is it? You get like a, essentially like yeah, a full beer. Ounce. Yeah. You get a full beer after. And so you, you can only get one though, unless you chug yours really fast and go get back in line like you did. And so, um, and then I think Joseph did the same or no, maybe Alec did. Somebody did. Uh, but so anyway, we were drinking the entire day, just about. Then we go to that bar, which is the bar we ended up going back to. Um, and Alec just got fucking sloppy drunk. <laughs> Do you remember when he put his head in his chicken wings? Um, no. No? Okay, so he... Well, it was hilarious. Like, I'm not even hating on him. It was funny. Um, he had the wing sauce all over him, and then he accidentally drops his chicken wing in the his cup of water, and then he's like, ah, fuck. Puts his head down in his chicken wings. But, like, not like, oh, shit. And then get up, like, puts his head down and kept it there for, like, five seconds. That's why there was wing sauce all over Bam's beanie. And then that girl sitting next to him, he's eating the wing, and he just goes and plops it down in her plate. Yeah, so I do remember that. <laughs> and she, like, I guess tried to be okay with it, but she was not thrilled by that at all. Um, what was he? What was the question he was asking? Am I, he was like, am I what? Oh my God. I don't I for, You know what I'm talking about? Though? Yeah. Yeah. It was something repetitive over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But so we were taking tequila shots there. So it was a recipe for disaster. Um, and then we go back and chill for a little bit, but Jesse and Joseph continue to drink then, which was not, not a good idea. Apparently I don't think everybody even really realized, um, but so then we go to the bar in between going back to that other bar. And I forgot about this. I forgot about that guy when we were leaving. Um, that was the weirdest thing. The guy changing the tire? Yeah. Yeah. So we come around the corner. There's six of us. Y'all are, or it was us four. And then Joseph and Alec were behind us a little bit, right? Not yeah. much, but they were lagging behind a little bit. We come around the corner and I fucking hate people like this. We come around the corner and there is what appears to be three girls getting something out of the trunk, which you could assume is a tire. So Jesse, and I know when Jesse's fucking with people, and this was not one of those cases, he was walking up and genuinely said, are y'all okay? He said, y'all good? And this one stupid bitch, like immediately just decided to be a huge cunt and like be super sarcastic and like, what do you think? Well, then there's, I didn't even notice the guy in the hood. Like I, he had his hood on, right? There was a guy with yeah. the three girls. So, and you couldn't tell at first. So this girl basically starts talking shit to Jesse and he's saying stuff back and I grab him and we're walking away. And then the guy, dude, it's like, it's fucking wild that like, I, I always think about it. Like what, what compels you? 
What goes through your brain? We're walking away. We're 10 yards away. And he's got to go, yeah, keep walking. And immediately I'm like, fuck. Like, why? What? What are you fucking trying to show out for three, three St. Louis fours? Like a bunch of fucking grenades, dude. You, and then, so Jesse, of course, like somehow his shirt's immediately unbuttoned. Like as soon as he <laughs> says it, it's like it unbuttons itself. Like, yeah, keep walking. His shirt's fucking, he, he's six buttons deep and he's ready to go. So I grab him. I'm like, dude, it's not, it's not worth it. But then you walked by him. You walked back. Like, what did you say to him? Um, I don't know. I was just like, uh, like trying to defuse the situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, and so then I'm grabbing that guy's so fucking lucky unless he had a gun. He's so lucky that I'm like sober and like, no, don't go beat the fuck out of him. Well, still, he would still like in a self-defense case there. Cause he was the antagonizer. Yeah. Cause he was the one Jesse basically went up there and was like, do y'all need help? And yeah, then the guy he, instantly yeah. responded, keep walking. Well, we just kept walking, but then Jesse might've said something back to him, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you could have just been like, um, well, he waited. No, but he waited until he, he spoke with the girl first. Like that guy didn't immediately say like, yeah, get out of here. He waited until we were fucking our backs were turned and we were like at least 10 yards away. And then he goes, yeah, keep walking. Like we were past them. I remember thinking, I'm like, why are you going to say that now? Because we're clearly already fucking walking. Like, do you want us to turn around? It wasn't. Yeah, he kept saying shit, though. No, yeah, that. yeah, he did. But then that's when Jesse. Like, I don't know why people just don't shut up sometimes. Well, that's what I said. I was like, what are you? I said, that stupid bitch is going to get you fucked up, dude. Because she, the girl kept talking the whole time, too. I'm like, can you fight? Because we're in St. Louis. There's no goddamn laws here. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking girl's got to fight, yeah. too. He could have just been like, yo, thanks for for trying to help, but I got it. Yeah, I don't understand why they jumped so quick to... It was like, oh, Jesse was trying to fucking change a tire and fuck one of these girls. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, the, what, that's the way they were acting. Well, I was about to be like, he worked for Take 5, you fucking idiots. Like, he's probably the most <laughs> equipped to change your fucking tire. Honestly, when I saw the flat, I was like... Let's get the fuck out of here, yeah. dude. I don't feel like fucking changing a Mm-mm. flat tire. <laughs> fuck no. St. Louis, every man for themselves. Um, but yeah, that dude, I kept I, I kept thinking about that. That dude is lucky that I'm like, that I fucking grabbed him and was like, don't fucking do it. Because he was kept trying to walk over there. And it's like, if he really wanted to like go ballistic and push me off, he could have. But yeah, I'm like, dude, it's not fucking worth it. Uh, but I just think I, I hate people like that. I despise people like that. Like, what are you doing? And then like, he didn't even realize there's more behind him. So he's talking shit to us. It's like, yeah, turn around dipshit. Like you're fucking surrounded. Like, why are you talking shit? Yeah. He would have got fucked up unless those girls can fucking really fight. And yeah, somehow, I don't give a fuck how good <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. They, <laughs> I mean, at that point, maybe they could take Joseph cause he's fucking, I'm dropping him he's, with one shot every time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then we go we go to the other bar and then um shit just absolutely hit. I mean, really it didn't really hit the fan at that point, but um Joseph apparently had way too much. Way too fucking much. And we so we got two sound bites out of it. I, I have them ready to go. So Joseph when I really when anybody loses a bet, but Someone cut me some goddamn slack. Dude, that is the best. That was when we got back to the room. Someone cut me some goddamn slack. And then... No, you're fucked, dude. So, yeah, Joseph absolutely blacked the fuck out. Uh, (laughs) And it was not good. Uh, But so we proceed to leave the bar, me, Bam, and Joseph. And then y'all stayed. And then apparently all fucking chaos broke loose i said we can't go out to the bar without getting in a fight blacking out or getting kicked out and yeah we, and we hit the trifecta <laughs> we all did yeah so there was like an altercation before that before y'all left <laughs> and i'm not gonna go into details on it because <laughs> i just shouldn't but um anyway <laughs> like before right after y'all left i was still like trying to be like just like settle down the situation and still apologize to Bam's friends about whatever happened and like try to make sure that no one wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. So later on that night, I, I keep drinking. Well, I, I've, I remember Bam's friends being to the right of me, but um, 
at this point, like I don't recognize any of the people <laughs> to the right of me. And um, there's just this one, the tallest kid in a bar. He's six six or something, <laughs> and like um, the nicest guy I talked to that entire night. He's uh, he's just kind of bumping me a little bit, and I keep like looking back at him. Well, he's just not looking at me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. And I, um, I'm talking to Jesse and Alec, and I'm like, dude, I'm about to fight this dude. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I fucking took my shirt off. I've never, ever taken my shirt off for oh, a fight. Oh, your shirt was off? Yeah. I thought Alex said you took your jacket off. I took that off and my shirt. Oh my and I've never taken my shirt off for a fight. Well, anyway, I take it off. I look at him. He's still not looking at me. Well, I end up turning towards him, and I shove him into the crowd. Well, a big void gets created, and everyone just goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. No one's trying to fight me at all. <laughs> so a clear, a clear I'm misunderstanding. I'm just standing in the middle of the crowd with my shirt off looking like an asshole. <laughs> no, the funniest part was before we left, apparently Joseph got in one of their faces. He had no idea what he was doing. But that's what prompted it. The guy comes up to me and Bam, and he's like, hey, are they like confrontational? This is exactly what he said. Are they like confrontational? And he's referring to Joseph, but also y'all, because we, Bam introduced me and I was talking with all of them for quite a while and they didn't really get to talk to y'all at that point. So they're like, are they confrontational? Because Joseph got in his face and who the fuck knows what he said. And uh, I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. I was like, you don't have anything to worry about. I was like, they're not going to do anything to you. I'm sure it was a misunderstanding all this well apparently i fucking lied to him because joseph got in his face and said some shit and then you tried to fight him all <laughs> well i was so confused because it didn't dawn on me till later oh that that was bam's friends that's yeah. why they were like whoa what's going on yeah relax but like i pushed him and i was like i'm looking straight on at him nothing's <laughs> happening i start looking to my left my right i'm ready for somebody to come and get me <laughs> So and no in, one came. So in your brain, you're in like a fucking eight man like brawl. And oh, I'm everybody ready, else I'm ready is for brain. people to start coming from the side and everything. I'm fucking looking left, right, straight on. So you're and I'm standing so, there for a few seconds. I realize everyone's just fucking not wanting to fight at all. So from everybody else's perspective, they're watching you fucking go through the motions. Like you're getting jumped and they're like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this dude? No, I mean, Bam talked about them and he was like oh dude they're so nice and like they're fucking great guys and this and that yeah. and they asked they're like hey are are they confrontational i'm like no dude no man you got nothing to worry about they're good guys they're not gonna fuck with you <laughs> until i guess y'all fucking i mean shit just hit the fan well they weren't like helping me at all because i bet i was <laughs> uh, Alec and Jesse, I was letting them know I'm about to fight this guy. They weren't like, man, that's Bam's friend. They weren't like, they didn't know either, I guess. Well, Jesse's a fucking psychopath, and Alec was probably couldn't even see straight. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, they don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, so then that wasn't even the main altercation, though. You got into it with somebody else. Well, the um, bouncers. No, but how did that happen? With that kid, with that guy? Yeah, so basically after I was standing there facing... Um, Facing them and they, they weren't wanting to fight. Off. Yeah, I mean, they saw me without a shirt. Um, a bouncer grabbed me from behind. Yeah. So I started wrestling him while I grabbed him by, he was way bigger than me, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I grabbed him uh, by his leg and kind of rolled him over. <laughs> and uh, then I turned back to the crowd and I started like laughing and doing this, <laughs> sticking my tongue out and shit. <laughs> they had to be looking at you like, this dude is fucking nuts, man. I'm like, no, he's not confrontational. He's not going to do it. And then, uh, like, okay, so he grabbed me again after I was doing that. And then I ended up on my back. Well, he was like trying to get on top of me and I was trying to put him in a triangle. Well, I never, <laughs> I don't even know how to put somebody in a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so anyway like i just kept putting like i so he kind of got up after that I, I had his arm and then i let him go and then um he got up and i kept having my legs in between him and stuff like making sure he wasn't because he was like keep the distance 250 300 pounds in oh between God, that right yeah <laughs> and i'm like he's gonna and i'm looking and i'm not even blinking at all looking up at him because i'm waiting for him to like come yeah. down with a big shot yeah. and i'm like i'm gonna move yeah. right when he does well, he never did. So I was just like, I got up, I got up, and um, I'm like walking Misunderstanding. out. Misunderstanding. <laughs> Not trying to fight you. <laughs> 
<laughs> and oh, I'm walking up with my hands up. I'm trying to apologize the whole time. Well, there's this one bouncer, and I mean, rightfully so. He's just trying to get us out the bar, but. Yeah, so that's where the story got clouded. So he didn't shut your hand in the door, but he clipped your hand. Yeah. And then you just punched him in his head. Yeah, I mean, it was. It wasn't like I tried to lay him out or anything. I just like it was a reactional thing. Yeah. No, the funniest part was the next morning when um, Jesse was like, "Yeah, there was another bouncer like kind of behind him." I told him like, "Hey, man, don't like we're leaving. Don't get involved." And Alex like, "That is not what you said. You said you would beat the fuck out of him if he touched him." <laughs> well, he kept trying to like push us out, and I was like, "Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." It wasn't like I was fucking trying to stay. I knew yeah, I to had go. to leave. I was yeah. just like trying to be nice about it. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you if you could tell Bam's friend anything, what would you say? I would. I told Bam. I said. I said. Tell the. T- <laughs> t- <laughs> I told Bam as I was leaving. I said, "Tell the boy I'm sorry. Tell the tall boy I'm sorry for me." <laughs> so I hope he told him. Tell, tell the, I'm sure he'll show. I can't even say it. it's a tongue twister. Tell the tell tell the tall boy I'm sorry for him. That's funny as shit. I'm sure he'll show him. I'm sure he'll show him. Um, yeah. So like I said, we can't go out without one of three things happening: a fight, blacking out, or getting kicked out. Which I guess the third one kind of in, intertwines with the other ones. Uh, but yeah, all three happened. Yeah. So. Um, probably wasn't a good look when one of us, not going to say any names, projectile vomited on the walk into the bar. Do you remember that? No. No? No, I don't. I mean, you could take a guess. We weren't even there yet. We're walking up to it. And then he projectile vomited. I mean, yeah, I can guess now. Yeah. (laughs) By process of elimination. (laughs) That was like a red flag right there. That that's, this is probably not going to go well. Um, but yeah, so anyway, then the next day. So, yeah, shit hit the fan. It got way worse that night. Like I said, I'm not going to get into specifics um, all the way there, but it got fucked. Like me and Bam are trauma buddies that we'll have this bond together for the rest of our lives that we'll always know what went down, what we had to endure. Um, it, it's like that unspoken bond. So, but so the next morning, I, I made a video about it. St. Louis is an absolute shithole, man. Might be the worst city on, in the country. I don't think I've ever been to a worse city in this entire in this entire country. We go get brunch the next morning, and I, like I said, I, I told this whole story on YouTube. Um, minding our own business, it was like eleven. We fucking pull up right in the middle of fucking town. Nice day, and then there's a whole group of the homeless in a fucking circle fighting each other, and then that woman pulls her pistol out. That was like, and then, and then you completely, you completely made it known unintentionally, like your thought of my intelligence level when you're like, Hey, don't drive past. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, like I get what you were saying. Cause the spots were angled that way. The spots were angled to where, um, like if you were going to pull out and go, you'd have to drive. The, yeah. The way him. you would have to back out, you would, you were facing a car towards yeah. what was happening. Like in my head, I was thinking, I don't give a fuck which way these fuck things no. are angled. I'm fucking turning, turning the wheel left and whipping it the yeah. other way. No. Yeah. And, and honestly, I almost backed up quick and we would, I fucking got yeah. smoked cause there's a car coming right behind us. So I waited, but yeah, no, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not going to drive. We were not far. We were like what, 30, 40 yards away with nothing in between us? Yeah. Like, we were not that far. Uh, yeah, this woman whips her fucking pistol out just like it was nothing. That's why I said I don't even know where she hit it, like where she had it stowed away. Um, but, yeah, that was wild because, her, like, judging by her body language, I was like, is this woman about to pull a fucking gun out? And then she did. I was like, oh, my God, that's a fucking pistol. And the cops just never came. Nobody there is no police there. No, yeah, I didn't see a single a single police officer on the streets. Um and then so we go get breakfast and we come back and they're still out there doing fucking homeless people shit. And then you laid out the premise of a of a video game that Yeah, that playing. was before everything even happened. That was, yeah. I just saw one guy walking and I was looking at the way he was walking. I was like, "Oh, wow, that's just like a generic homeless guy." Yeah. It's like that'd be and then instantly in my head I was like, "We need a open world video game of where you Play as a homeless person and do homeless people <laughs> missions. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the fucking boss, the 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 first level boss whips a pistol out on you. 
Um, no, that was wild. And then fast forward to that night, we're just trying to go to Hooters, just trying to get some food. And then as we're walking up, a dude's fucking whole side of his head skinned up. He's bleeding. The waitress is running like, what if he comes back? I'm like, what if who comes back? Let's fucking, let's get that out in the open. Who are we worried about coming back? There's a cop on the inside that looks like he couldn't give a fuck and wanted nothing. Yeah. The only policeman I saw in St. Louis. Yeah, it looked like he wanted nothing to do with what was going on. I don't even know if he was... He might have just been there eating. Yeah. I was like, anybody dead? No? Okay. It's like, it reminds me of A Million Ways to Die in the West. Like, if that homeless woman would have shot somebody in that circle, like, A Million Ways to to Die in the West, the mayor gets shot and killed, and then, like, like a week later, he's like, the mayor's still there, and, like, the wolves come start eating him and shit, but it's like, nobody moved him. It's mm-hmm. like, if a homeless man would have got killed right there in that circle, he would have been there when we left the trip. Like, oh, yeah. we were, he would have still been there. Well, the weirdest thing was not even 10 minutes, five minutes after she pulled the gun. We, we So we end up um, getting further <laughs> away and we're still watching. Well, these two dudes are starting to square up where they're about to fight. And then they don't end up fist fighting. Somebody brings out two pairs of boxing gloves. Yeah, white boxing gloves at that, which I had, I've never even seen white boxing gloves. But two pairs of them. To settle their differences the right way. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> it was weird. The the day-to-day, like, shit that they probably do. I mean, you could you could do a whole documentary just on the people in that park, and, and it'd probably win an Academy Award. Like, the boxing glove was the weirdest thing, and then that one girl threw them on so fast, and, like, they started legitimately squaring up. Yeah. So... I don't know, just right there. Literally, you could throw a rock from where they were to where the St. Louis Blues play. It was that close. Yeah, no, like, literally, if you're walking from this, the main part of the city, you have to walk through this fucking homeless, <laughs> this park that these homeless people have taken over. Yeah, that dude was passed out on the steps of, like, the courthouse. Yeah. He was definitely either dead or tripping, like, one or the other. Um, no, it was, the city as a whole fucking sucks. I would never go back there. Yeah. Ever, really. It, it, it like, it's got the same type of downtown that, like, every city has. Austin. A is, lot of cities are shit. They are, yeah. It, it, yeah. But, like, Austin has a better downtown nightlife and all yeah. that. But it's also got a better surrounding area. Um, but New Orleans is way better downtown area than fucking St. Louis because it's just as dangerous, but it's better shit to do. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't hate it. Um, the first night was fine, but yeah, overall it was, I don't know. I felt so just unsafe the whole time. Like, like bam was like, when we're going to, he's like, maybe we just walk. It's a 12 minute walk. It's like, why don't we take the fucking car in case we need to get away fast? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, all right. Like I said, this is the college basketball breakdown that was a a quick recap from our trip to st louis where a lot of fucking shit happened but sorry so what i'm going to do here is i'm going to go top to bottom one through 25 and we are going to say if we feel they are a contender or a pretender and then we're going to finish it with our one play for tomorrow um a piece so off the off the bat number one houston i feel like we're both in agreement contender I have a futures bet on Houston at 10 to 1. I think you do as well. Um, So Houston does worry me, though, because I feel like, and I've been saying it, I feel like they kind of get hit with the same thing that Gonzaga gets hit with. They play shit conference competition. And then when it comes down to it, it's time to fucking go. Now you're playing great teams every night, whereas these other teams in the Big Ten, in the Big 12, in the SEC – or battle tested every night. So it worries me there. I do feel like Marcus Sasser can kind of get taken out of the game a little bit. So I don't know, but I do think they're worthy of the number one spot. I do think they are a legitimate um, contender to win it all. Uh, so number two, Alabama, how much have you watched of Bama? Um, not too much. I mean, I've watched one game of theirs early in the year when they play Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. They, um, they beat Houston. Yeah. In Houston. They so, lost to Gonzaga, I think, right? Or did they win? Uh, they are 24-4. and four. I think they did lose. Yeah. But, yeah. Alabama, this, was super, this was super early on. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like first week or two. I think, I just don't see Alabama winning it, especially now with everything that's going on with 
um, the drama, yeah. yeah, with Miller, and he responded with a forty piece and the, hit the shot to send it to overtime, and then hit the game winner in overtime. Incredible game. He assisted to murder. So get him out. Um, I'm really not that passionate about it. I do hate those fucking fans though that like you can't say anything about their team's player on Twitter. I bet on Alabama one time and um and and, and also other teams. If if anybody if somebody's doing fucking bad, I'll make an observation. I'll tweet it out like this person fucking sucks. And then it's like there's a couple of those people that's like, Oh, you talk bad about my team. It's like shut the fuck up. I bet on them. I thought they were gonna win. I want them to fucking win. It's people on Twitter just bug me, dude. Like bunch of thin skin fucking crybabies. Um I think I, I still stand by I feel like Alabama lives or dies too much by the three. And I think they're too young. So I don't see them winning it. They certainly can. They're good enough to do it. I just don't see it. I'm not going to have a bracket with Alabama winning. I'm not going to have a bet with them winning it. Those teams that live or die by the three, we see in the tournament when you're neutral site and all that, a lot of times it's you got to have a really good backcourt, a really good defensive backcourt, which they rebound the ball great. Uh, Their defense is not spectacular, but they do rebound the ball very well. But those teams that live or die by the three, which has been Alabama and Auburn in years past, they don't typically win at all Mm -hmm. so eventually the well runs dry so you need the teams that can rely on their defense in a game when their shots are not falling which is what we saw with Baylor the year I had them um so yeah I personally would put them outside I would put not a pretender but not a contender in my opinion um and then obviously I'm big on them Kansas number three um definite contender for me I have a 17 to 1 odds future bet on the Jayhawks, it is now like seven and a half to one. So great, great flip on the uh, value there. They're a, they're a dominant rim protector away from being um, the best team in the country, in my opinion. Grady Dick has really come on. Jalen Wilson is fading. It's like they're giving and taking. As Grady Dick is playing better, Jalen Wilson's playing worse. If they can put it all together at the perfect time, they will make another run deep into the tournament and will find themselves into the Final Four. I'm conflicted on because we always do our bracket challenge every year. Um, I'm conflicted on do I like do I take another team or do I just take can't like I had my I had my future on Baylor that one year and Baylor was my number one bracket. Part of me's like because I've seen this can there's chinks in the armor for Kansas. Mm-hmm. So part of me's like do I know that I have the futures bet and then just pick a different team? Um. All right, number four is a team that I have not paid much attention to. Uh, just out of principle, I put a futures bet on them, UCLA. Yeah, I mean, I know they still have some of the players from when they made the Final Four run yeah. two years ago. So yeah. just because of that, I would, I mean, having that experience. And then they were a decent team last year, but they got, I don't know what round they got knocked out in, but they didn't make a deep run. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, no, I mean, they still got high. They might have been a Sweet 16 team. I would assume probably. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it, to be honest, but because they've been one of the top teams for the last three years. But they still got Jaime Hawkes averaging 17, Jalen Clark 13, Tiger Campbell's back giving you 12, Amari Bailey. I know he is. Um, he's the new freshman that came in. He was at. I think he played with LeBron's kid. Hmm. I could be wrong there, but I think I think that I think that's the case. Uh, no more Juzang. Obviously, he's gone, but. No, yeah, they have plenty of guys, and honestly... Who was the other guy? Bernard, he's not there anymore? He is... Jules, what was his yeah, name? That, Jules Bernard? Yeah, he's not there. Okay. But they shoot it really well. They shoot it consistently well in terms of, like, Hawkes giving you 35, nearly 36. Jalen Clark's giving you 35. Tiger Campbell, 35 on the nose. Amari Bailey, 37. David Singleton, who plays 27 minutes is giving you 44% from the three-point line. Only averages just under 10 points a game, but clearly he's in there to shoot. Shoots nearly 90% from the free-throw line. I would say, that, I mean, that that's a team to keep your eye on, 100%. I would say UCLA is more of a contender than Alabama is. <clears throat> and I know that's typically one of your – I feel like you I feel like you have like your, your couple teams that you always favor, UCLA definitely, and then yeah. obviously Michigan, but not this year. I don't, 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 don't put them away yet. <laughs> if they somehow, I mean, I feel like there's no way they're getting in. But They'd have to win the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, all right, number five, Purdue. Obviously, Zach Eady down low. 
has been dominant. They've been on a losing stretch as of late. They've lost their last three road games. They're now 24-4. and four. They've fallen a five in the nation. I am going to say no. I'm not – I don't see – I was clearly – I was sleeping on them earlier. Purdue is good. They're kind of paying the price. I'm very, very, very interested to see this game tomorrow against Indiana. I feel like just they don't have enough guys around Edie that you're just rolling the dice on does he stay out of foul trouble. He picks up two fouls in the first five minutes. Okay, now you need your other guys to keep you within striking distance for the remainder of the first half. So I don't know how much of Purdue you've seen. Um but if you have any thoughts there, I would say I'm leaning towards no. I'm not taking I, – I don't see – Yeah, I would lean towards no as well. But Edie is dominant. Don't get me wrong. It's it just I just don't see a path. I literally try to like – if I actually saw somebody say this recently and I was like I related to it so much that like can you picture him holding up the trophy and shit? Like I've done that yeah. for years. Like can you see the storyline? Can you hear – Fucking Jim Nance saying shit like, I mean, I feel like they had more talent last year. Yeah, Jay Nivey. Um, Who was the other big guy they had? Will Williams. Um, he was more skilled than Edie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then they had, and then they had uh, Stefanovic or something yeah. like that, the three point shooter. No, I was big on Purdue last year, and they they did not show up. <clears throat> All right, Virginia at number six. No, for me, big no. Yeah, I'm saying no. Just not enough scoring output. Defense is great, but you do have to be able to score. Uh, number seven, Arizona. So I paid a lot of attention to Arizona earlier in the year. I haven't paid as much attention to them late. They're literally like the European team. Everybody's foreign. If Kirk Creasa was better, I think Kirk Creasa has this reputation of being better than he actually is. If he was as good as his reputation, then they could go Far Tubelis is very good. Ballo down low is huge. Um, they they have a lot of good bigger guys, but their guard play is not spectacular. Ramey is good. The transfer from Texas. Um, Kirk Creasa needs to play better. He doesn't shoot it very well at all. He shoots it a lot and he doesn't shoot it well. So again, I haven't played. I haven't paid a ton of attention to them as of late. Um, I would be indifferent on them. Yeah, I haven't seen them play this year, but they were my favorite last year. Yeah, they were for mine like too. since beginning of last year. When I first saw them play, I was like, "Wow!" Um, but obviously, they don't have their best player anymore, Benedict, Mathern. Benedict Mathern, yeah. Um, and then they had somebody else too that was damn good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, but I just remember they they're. They can get out and run. Still, with the guys that they have, like their big guy can really get out there and move. Yeah. Um, Tabellus runs the floor like crazy. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think Creesa. Yeah, the like th- you the, said, I agree with. The thing with them is they they play so fast that it affects their defense. They just run, 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 yeah. run, and they don't play much defense. So you have to be able to defend. the The biggest thing for me. I used to say it was having dominant bigs way back in the day. I com- I completely disagree. The biggest factor for the tournament is having elite guard play and being able to lock down defensively. That's why I put that Baylor team up there, and I'm biased because it made me a fuckload of money, but I put that Baylor team up there against any team of all time. That was the best two-way backcourt. Uh, Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler. And then you had Macy Oteague shooting 40-plus percent from the three-point line with a bunch of guys that crash the rim and, and rebound very well. Mark Vidal down low. Um, Meyer, who's Illinois' best player, was their, like, sixth best player on that team, which, granted, I think he was a freshman. But still, I mean, that team was so good. But it started with the defense. Their defense would just absolutely lock you up. So starting with Davion Mitchell. Um Number eight, Texas. I do think Texas could, I think Texas is worthy of a futures bet. So much so that I think I made a futures bet on Texas. Um, they play very good defense. They have a huge game coming up with Baylor, who was actually ranked number nine. A huge game. Baylor's at home. It's a three-point spread. I would consider Texas in that one. Um, a lot of turmoil. Turns out their coach is innocent. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chris Beard didn't do anything. I would strongly consider it, it. It's this is all a way too early look ahead. Obviously, we know what we're doing. We're just giving you our opinion on each team, top to bottom. Um, the brackets are not out yet. Obviously, it all depends on who's got who's got the easiest road, this and that, what the seeding looks like. But I do think Texas's defense will travel. The scoring, do you trust Carr? He, he, he's a high volume, sometimes not a super efficient shooter. Um, but I do think Texas is worthy of a futures bet, definitely. Yeah. I think it was at 20, 20 to 1 yeah. and maybe upwards of that. It sucks about, you know, what happened with Beard. Yeah. But- they yeah. they played through it. No, and they, they did. played well. So, yeah, no, they responded. I mean, they're still top ten. They're tomorrow is going to answer so many questions because there's a lot of big matchups tomorrow. Um, and then number nine Baylor. So Baylor's led by their three guards. Honestly, Flagler, um, just played one of the worst games I've ever seen from anybody. The other night, they're not getting. Good enough guard play. Keontae George is one of the best players in the country in terms of NBA prospects. He's not going to be able to carry you to a championship. And then they're just not rebounding the ball very well. Their defense is nowhere near what it was. So I don't think Baylor has any shot. I don't I don't think Baylor has any shot to win the national championship. Uh, number 10, Marquette, getting into the Big East. Um, I don't think Marquette's really big enough down low. Uh with the rim protection, they rely on their shooting quite a bit. I could see there's always going to be one of those teams that make a Sweet 16 Elite Eight run. Last year it was Miami, and I was and I had them going there. Marquette could be that team. Are they going to get to the Final Four? No, but I mean they are number ten. They play in a very tough conference. They're off to a really good start, or or they're they've had a very good season. I just don't see it with Marquette though. The Big East is so – a lot of these conferences just cannibalize each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just every night it's a tough game. So it, and it, so it's tough to – it's tough to really get a feel for it. Like who is – I feel like they're all similar teams in the Big East especially. Um, all right, Tennessee, you were just on them. Number 11. They fall for me personally. Now they fall into that category of just not enough scoring. You got to have a go-to guy when shit hits the fan. Penn state has it and Jalen Pickett. When shit hits the fan, you got to have a guy that you can give the ball to and we can space the floor and we can go one-on-one. If they run a double team, somebody's wide open, but if they don't run a double team, he's getting two feet in the lane and he's hitting a jump shot six out of 10 times. So Jalen Pickett did it for Penn state the other night against Ohio state. Tennessee doesn't have that guy. Yeah. I mean, you saw them. What are your thoughts? You think they're good enough? Defensively, yeah. I mean. But, oh, um, defensively, certainly, yeah. But when it comes down to his, his Vescovy, he's going to have to shoot a great percentage. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you saw it at the end of the game. They needed somebody to come up with a shot. Yeah. And yeah. they couldn't. I, I mean, ju- they, were at, they weren't at home, so. Um, but you're not going to be Some of those calls, though, were. At the end, I didn't agree with them, but a lot of times I don't agree with the calls when they're against a team I bet on. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like that one year they had Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Like yeah. they had guys that they could go to and give the ball. They go get you a bucket. They don't have those guys no. this year. So I don't see Tennessee doing anything either. Gonzaga at 12, I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen so little of Gonzaga. What I know is that they play no defense. Drew Timmy's obviously back. He's in consideration for like player of the year. They are still 24 and five, but for Gonzaga in that conference, that's not really good. I understand they had some tough losses early against some really good teams. I think it was two. So realistically they're 24 and uh, like three, I guess since then. Um, I, I Gonzaga's had way better teams in years past and always comes up short. It would be like so ironic if this was the year. Yeah, no, that that's they got I it. kind of feel like watch out. That would fucking piss me off. Just because they're not like being talked about in years past, but yeah, they're not going to be a one seed. They're going to have a yeah. I mean, that would be like that'd be hilarious. It really would. Timmy's still incredible. He is, but that team they had with Jalen Suggs, yeah, dude, that was that was their year until I fucking picked Baylor and they shit all over (laughs) the head. Um, no, Timmy's very very good. So 
I don't know. It would be that would be unbelievably ironic if this was the year they pulled it off. Uh, number thirteen, Miami. Hurricanes are good. They don't play good defense, though. Isaiah Wong is fantastic. They're twenty three and five on the year. I like the Hurricanes a lot. Last year, I was one of the very few people to have them get into the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight. They're good enough to make that kind of run again, but that's pretty much it. They don't. Nigel Pack, if he gets hot, sure. Doesn't play good enough defense. They don't lock in on the defensive side of the ball. That'll be their that'll be their problem. I wouldn't be shocked if they are out round one, like an Ohio State type yeah. of they won't be a fifteen seed, but it would be like a thirteen over a four. Yeah. Um or twelve over a five, something in that range. I could see them potentially be in that upset. Um another team that I, I could see Either way, I could see this team potentially being that upset. Number 14, Kansas State. Kansas State started off so good. Um, I mean, it's just two guys, Marquise Noel and then Keontae Johnson. They're both very fucking good. But do they have enough behind them to uh, to rely on? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. It just all you gotta you gotta be kind of deep, or else you're at the mercy of a referee with a quick whistle. So I don't see, I could see them eliminated first round. I could see them getting a sweet 16, but that's the extent, you know? Yeah. Um, Number 15, St. Mary's. I fucking haven't seen a single game <laughs> of St. Mary's, but again, like I said, tomorrow's going to answer a lot of questions. They play Gonzaga. So that's going to basically, you got 12 versus 15. That's going to be an incredible matchup. It always normally is. St. Mary's is always a well-coached team, always an efficient team from the floor. That'll be a game to keep your eye on. I don't have any really opinion on them currently. Uh, Xavier at number 16, they're playing Seton Hall as we speak. They're beating them pretty handily. Um, another team, though, that's defense is just horrible. I don't think that they have enough consistent scoring. Nunji down low is playing well, so they do have size. I just don't think they have the defense. I don't see Xavier really being and, and and that's going to be the trending theme as we get a little further along um in these teams you're getting to the worst group um but yeah I don't I don't know I'm not that big on Xavier uh 17 is Indiana and you know I fucking hate Indiana Indiana had really high expectations coming into the year um have not done very well as of late 19 and 9 on the year they've they've dropped a few um I mean, it's Trace Jackson Davis. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So same thing. It falls under that same mold for me that I don't. I What's don't, their odds? Probably not bad in terms of value. Probably if I had to guess in between 20 to 30. Let me see. I can pull Yeah, it maybe they can make the final <clears throat> four. Final four, you think? Yeah. They don't shoot free throws very well. <laughs> yeah, they're not uh, horrible, but they're not good. But um, Jackson Davis is much improved free throw shooter than he's been yeah, he in the is. past two years. And he he's damn good. He really is. He's very, very good. Indiana's 35-1 to 1 to win the national championship. So you'll get better odds, obviously, for the Final Four. Um, the next team in line is 23-1, to 1, and I would strongly consider I like this team quite a bit. The UConn Huskies, number 18. UConn has just about everything. They're one consistent scorer away from being one of the best teams in the country. Hawkins is great. Sonogo's great. Clinging behind Sonogo is good and, and, and gives you everything you need in that position. If they had one more consistent enough scorer like Hawkins, they would be very, very good. I think that they're worthy of a bet. 23 to 1. I would I would like for them to be. I mean that tells you something right there. Indiana's 35 to 1. They're ranked higher. I would like if UConn was around Indiana's odds, I would certainly be all over that. I think I think UConn could make some noise. Two dominant bigs down low, good guard play. Uh Jackson real fucking long can guard every position. He could he's one of those like X-factor type players. Um, all right, 19, Creighton. Creighton has everything you need to win. 
I said that. I think I texted you that earlier in the year. Yeah, like, early, yeah, early. I like really early. I was like, Creighton can win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still stand by that. Uh, Nimhard needs to play better as a point guard for my liking, but Kalkbrenner is one of the best bigs in the country. Alexander, at times, plays like one of the better wings in the country, and then but his consistency lacks. Um, but it's all about who gets hot at the right time. They have every piece you need to uh, make a deep run for sure. They got a, they got a tough game against Villanova tomorrow though, so that that'll be another one to keep an eye on. Uh, number twenty, Providence. I would say no. It, it's a it's a resounding no for me. Not enough size. Guards aren't good enough. Hopkins is kind of a dipshit. I would say no, unless you say otherwise. No, I I don't think they're that good. Uh, Northwestern at twenty one. Um, they were I can't remember who they just played. Like literally last night, they were leading for quite a while, and they ended up blowing it at the end. Boo Boo is very good. They play great defense. I just they're not consistent enough. They're not. Do, as dominant as you need to be, they could win a couple games. Uh, San Diego State, Matt Bradley, one of the uh, more underrated players in the country. They play great defense. This is a team that I could see getting to that Sweet 16 range. I like San Diego State. Their defense is very good. If it, it, a lot of times the tournament is about which player kind of kind of sets that first weekend on fire a little bit, I could see that being Bradley. Um, but, again, it's tough. 23, Iowa State. I say no shot for anything. Their fucking offense is so bad. Good defense, horrible offense, just like last year. Didn't LSU play them and we lost? To Iowa State? Yeah. They had that. Had Hunter, who is he at Texas now? He's somewhere that I've been watching. The guard. His last name's Hunter. Maybe he's at I an forget eight. who he lost to. I think it was Iowa State. In the opening round? We definitely played him. Let me see. Yeah, they went like they weren't a good scoring team, but then against us, they fucking they wet everything. NCAA tournament first round, they beat us fifty nine to fifty four. Okay, they didn't wet everything clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think we were struggling to score, and at yeah. the end, they kind of like just turned it on. I think it was Hunter. I think yeah. it was a, yeah. I think he he kind of um, got hot there right at the end, hit a couple big shots late. Yeah, no, I don't see them doing shit this year. Uh, TCU's an enigma for me at number 24. They're 18 and 10 on the year. They've beaten Kansas. They've beaten some quality teams, and they've lost to teams that they were supposed to beat. On a neutral site, they play very well on their home court. On a neutral site setting, I don't think that they have what it takes. And like I said, once we get to the 20s, it's not going to be a team that you really see winning it. It'd be, I think Creighton's worthy of a long shot bet. I think UConn's worthy of a long shot bet. Uh, But other than that, uh, is TCU going to win a national championship? Of course not. Number 25, Texas A&M. You got a front row look at them against Tennessee. What would you think? I don't know. It's like a team that maybe they are underrated um, or undervalued, I guess. I don't know. And both because they're really good against the spread. They're What they're, are they now? 13-2 and two in conference play. Yep. They're super good at home. Um, just, they don't have many um, quad one wins, I guess. Yeah. So, but they'll have a chance for them. It's just the scoring. I don't think they, like when I was watching the Tennessee game, in my head I'm like, we should be good. Yeah. Like they're struggling to score. And Tennessee had like a five-point lead at that point. So I was like, you just kind of fucking, eventually I I liked Tennessee's chances to find the bottom of the basket before A&M from what I was seeing. And obviously that turned out to not be the case. But. They just don't have There a, was foul trouble for what's yeah. the guy's Tennessee's big guy? Uh Plosic, Plovzic, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Um or was it Josiah Jordan James? Is he back yet? No. I don't know. It wasn't it was kind of a strange name. It might have been the other. I think it was the tall, like Serbian or Croatian dude. White dude? No, this was a um a black guy. Then I'm not I don't know. I don't know. They he might have the, not been a big guy. He might have been more like a wing player. Okay. Not a, not Zakai Ziegler, huh? No. I was going to say he's very small. He's like he's like 5'7". Um, <laughs> but he did get in foul trouble, though, because when I tuned in to watch, he they said he was on the bench with some foul trouble. Uh, but, yeah, all right. So that's the top 25. 
if you had to, who's your favorite? Um, Houston. Yeah, mine as well. This is this is as good a year as any, and I do think that they've had better teams in the past when they had Quentin Grimes and they had uh, they also had Sasser on that team. Then they had uh, Giroux. I've been big on Houston for years now, years and years. Jordan Poole hit that buzzer beater, broke their heart and mine. This is a great chance for Houston. They have Jawan Roberts. They just keep rolling in these big men that just attack the glass relentlessly. It's like a revolving door. Jawan Roberts is the next guy in line that is fitting the fitting into that mold. Um, but a guy who could take the tournament over, he's a top 10 projected pick, is Jarris Walker. I think he's from New Orleans. Small forward, power forward, where, wherever you want to call him. He's like 6'8", can shoot from the outside a little bit, has a great mid-range game, and can play great defense and attack the basket relentlessly. So you pair him with Marcus Sasser. That's one of the best one-two combos. You've got Shed, who's been there for quite some time, has a ton of veteran leadership. And then you've got... I think his last name Sharp coming off the bench shoots the ball very well. If he can get hot from deep and give you good minutes off the bench, uh, Mark Tremont Mark, they have multiple guys. I like this Houston team a lot. This Houston team is scrappy. We saw them last year against, I can't remember who it was, uh, but they went deep into, they nearly got eliminated and they pulled out like a gritty, gritty win to get to, I think the final four. So this is a good chance for Houston. They will have a one seed. They should have one of the easier routes, if not the easiest route, to get there. So, uh, and like I said, I have we both have a futures bet on them. Uh, we got it in early. We got great odds on it. We're riding with Houston as our number one pick. Uh, all right. So, and then for my dark horse, I would. I don't know if you have one or not. For mine, I would have to go with UConn. UConn in Texas would be my dark horse picks. Um, I would go with Indiana. Really? And um I mean yeah. thirty five to one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they just burn me so much. That's one of those teams that like they can hang in with anybody and then they can fucking it they're just not consistent. That's the diff that's what separates good and great teams. Um but I could see it. I could see him making a run. Definitely. Trace Jackson Davis is a problem. He's very, very good. One of the best big men in the country. And they're shooting the ball much better than years past, from from the three-point line at least. Um, all right. I guess. All right, let's do – all we got to do now left is our uh, our one plays for tomorrow, and then uh, and then that will wrap it up. So what is uh, – and, again, you can get the, our, the rest of our plays for tomorrow will be on the YouTube page for our plays of the day, but we're giving everyone who tunes into the podcast, we're giving you one play for tomorrow that you can only find here. So – I'll let you go first. I'm going to. It's an 11 a.m. game on CBS. Number 18, UConn. Seven and a half point favorites going on the road to face St. John's. UConn is 10 and 7 in Big East play and 4 and 5 on the road. St. John's is 7 and 11 in Big East play and 11 and 5 at home. St. John's wants to push the pace, ranking number nine in possessions per game, but UConn. Ranks 32nd in opponent field goal percentage. I just think the UConn defense and overall U- UConn as a whole, they have a better chance at controlling the way that the, that the game goes. I'd be surprised if St. John's has a ton of success in transition and kind of takes over the game that way. So I'm willing to lay the 7.5 and, and take UConn. Yeah, I like it. That was nearly going to be mine, uh, which is what we talked about a second ago. That was nearly going to be my play. Um but I decided to go a different route, which I, it sounds like you were also in agreement as well. So my play for tomorrow is going to be North Carolina, one-and-a-half-point favorites taking on Virginia. Virginia just got ran out of the building in their last game. Me and Nick both pretty much agreed this is a great spot for North Carolina. This is a must-have spot. You're getting a top-ten-ranked Virginia. Um, North Carolina was the overall number-one-ranked team coming into this season. They returned almost all of their production from the team that got to the national championship last year, with the exception of Brady Manick being gone. R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, you still have Baycott down low. This is a great spot for North Carolina, minus one-and-a-half. We're going to back the Tar Heels 
in in a they need this more type of spot. So that's what we're rolling with. Um, yeah. All right. Like I said, go subscribe to the Big Easy Bets TV pay, uh, YouTube page. You can find all of the rest of our college basketball plays on there. I will be back with the ladder challenge, whether I like it or not. Um, but that's pretty much all I got. You got anything before we go? Um, no. <laughs> all right. Episode 147 is in the books. Y'all have a good one. Little bit that I rushed, it felt like I rushed. It was good, I liked it.